It might surprise you to know that in Kenya, Mandarin is offered as an optional language in the national curriculum. While in Uganda, thousands of children are learning Mandarin as a compulsory subject in schools. But listen to this. China is one of North Korea's strongest allies. So when the United Nations met to vote on whether a resolution should be passed to condemn the human rights violations in North Korea, of course China voted against it, but so did a majority of the 54 nations in Africa. Clearly, China's got quite a hold over the African people. But what's the reason behind this influence? Why are Africans so in favor of the Chinese? This is Siddhant, and welcome to another episode of Let's Do Shots. Africa in 2021 is the place to be. It is the fastest growing region in the world, surpassing both India and China. They're going through rapid urbanization and a giant growth in population. All of this means just one thing. Africa is ready for business. While other superpowers such as the US have mostly ignored Africa, China has made the most of Africa's moment in the sun. China has invested huge amounts of money into the region. They have built railroads, hospitals, universities, football stadiums, parliament buildings, bridges throughout the continent. It is absolutely insane what China is doing in Africa. They've built a 450-kilometer-long railway line in Kenya worth more than $3 billion. A giant dam in Guinea worth more than $500 million. There's a suspension bridge in Mozambique, which is the longest in all of Africa. This was also funded by China. If you look around, there are hundreds of such projects, both big and small, which are helping transform Africa's economies. But here's what you need to know. These projects are not free gifts. They are financed by loans from China. And like any other loan, they need to be paid back. Now, you ask any other bank in the world, if that's a loan that they would be comfortable giving out, they would straight up say no. But China's state-owned bank does not care. It continues to give these loans to African countries at zero or very low interest rates. Once again, none of this is out of the kindness of their hearts. There are economic and political motives behind each of these moves. Let's dive into it. Let's start by looking at where China is placed today. After years of rapid growth and industrialization, China is now running out of growth potential. But hey, it's a rich country now. And to continue its growth, it must look outwards. Africa, on the other hand, is largely underdeveloped. And that means potential to be exploited. Africa is a gold mine of natural resources, and China wants it. But these natural resources cannot be extracted without infrastructure. And for that, you need money, which is where China comes in. By investing in the continent, China is reaping the benefits of a continuous availability of scarce raw materials for its industries back home at dirt cheap prices. 30% of China's oil comes from Africa. 20% of its cotton comes from Africa. But hey, apart from natural resources, Africa also has another resource China is looking for. Labor. It's quite ironic that China, a country that is known for its cheap labor, is looking for labor elsewhere, but it's true. With rapid economic development, a large segment of the Chinese population has been pushed to the middle class, raising labor costs across the country, which is why many Chinese firms are now setting up operations in African countries. Today, China is the largest trading partner with Africa and invests more in the continent than any other country. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why can't Africa get loans from recognized international organizations and banks such as the IMF or the World Bank? They literally exist for this purpose. 
Well, they could, but here there's strings attached. Countries receiving aid from these organizations have to abide by rules such as protection of human rights and agreeing to host democratic elections. Whereas Chinese loans come with few obligations and the promise that it won't meddle in the country's affairs. It looks like a win-win for both parties, but it isn't as sweet as it sounds. While African countries are chasing the dream of a better economic future, they are also burying themselves in massive amounts of debt that they might not be able to pay back. In fact, they almost certainly won't be able to pay it back. About 70% of Kenya's debt is owed to China, while the Republic of Congo, Djibouti and Angola all owe over 40% of their debt to China. So what happens when they aren't able to pay these loans back? This is where it gets really interesting and you're reminded of this scary little thing called colonialism. China's like, alright, no worries, you can't pay back $100 billion. How about you do two things for us? Those natural resources that you have, how about you give that to us? And Africa ends up exporting their resources for half the price than they could otherwise. And the second thing, no biggie, just give us unconditional global political support. After all, every country needs allies. And this is how China is buying friends. But the lesser known third thing is the scariest of them all. This is where China asks countries to lease out their land to them if they can't pay back their loan. A similar situation took place with Sri Lanka, who had taken a huge loan from China to build a port, which eventually failed. When they could not repay the loan, Sri Lanka had to lease off the port to China for a period of 99 years. And then the port, which exists in Sri Lanka's sovereign territory, became China's. And China can do whatever they want there, just a few hundred kilometers away from the coast of India, by the way. As you can probably tell, the economic reasons make up only half the story here. There are strategic reasons as well. Out of the 54 nations in Africa, China has projects in 53, besides the country of Swaziland. I'm sure you know about the conflict between China and Taiwan. Now, at one point or another in the past, 30 African nations have had formal relations with Taiwan. Now, there is only one African country that recognizes Taiwan. The others don't. While other powerful countries are still unwilling to recognize the potential of Africa, China's influence in the continent will continue to grow unchecked without competition. What China is doing there is basically how the super-rich and the super-powerful behave. Some exploit the poor in their own country, while some exploit the poor in other countries. While the world debates whether what China is doing is neo-colonialism or not, the bright light at the end of the tunnel that China is dangling in front of Africa is getting further away every single passing day. Mm -hmm.